advisory to those who are not animal lovers, open to new ideas, or interested in integrative holistic healthcare for your pets, and believe that prescription diet is the best food for your pet. This podcast may offend your sensibilities. Have you ever felt frustrated and helpless after listening and doing everything your vet told you to do but it only made your sick pet worse and not get any better? That's me in 2008 with my first adopted cat, Meow. I did everything the vet told me to do and I realised she wasn't getting any better and only worse. So I decided to look into alternative health options and was drawn to the stories of holistic pet service entrepreneurs and their transformative journey, overcoming obstacles, chasing their passion and creating a movement that has caused a ripple effect of positive change in the lives of their clients and pets around the world. Join me as I share the raw, inspiring journeys of these amazing entrepreneurs, their successes and failures. My name is Amrys Wang, and this is The Raw Entrepreneur. Welcome to The Raw Entrepreneurs, Season 1, Episode 8. Today's episode is a very thoughtful and introspective interview with Dr. Odette Suter, who uses functional medicine principles combined with numerous holistic healing modalities to help resolve underlying stresses that lead to disease in animals. She's a kind, sensitive healer, author as well as educator, and helps her clients learn how to proactively create longevity for their animals. This interview actually gave me much to think about, not just about animal health, but about our own spiritual well-being. It wasn't so much what she said, but what she didn't say that touched me the most. I want to thank her for allowing me into her personal space to listen to her thoughts and I look forward to continuing our conversation in the near future. This is Dr. Odette Suter's origin story and her journey as an unconventional functional vet. Hello everybody, this is Amrys Wang from The Raw Entrepreneur. Today, I have a very special guest, Dr. Odette Suter, all the way from Chicago, who has agreed to join my podcast. She has graduated from the veterinary school in Switzerland in 1994. Early on, she recognized the limitations of conventional medicine and questioned its role in true healing. She researched holistic and functional medicine, including Chinese medicine, veterinary spinal manipulation, and chiropractic neurology, applied kinesiology, NAET, animal communication, nutrition, etc. Focusing proactive rather than reactive care and band-aids, Dr. Suter utilizes functional medicine principles in combination with numerous holistic healing modalities to help resolve the underlying stresses that lead to disease in animals. As a result, the body is restored to function at its highest potential. Dr. Suter owns Peak Animal Health Center in Chicago area. She offers intensive training programs combining holistic treatment and teaching to educate clients on creating longevity for their animals. She authored the international best-selling book, What Your Vet Never Told You, Secrets to Supporting Peak Health for Your Animal, and created an in-depth video training course called Animal Longevity Secrets Revealed. Hi, Dr. Suter. How are you? Hi, Thank you so much. I'm good. How are you? That was a mouthful. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> you did well. <laughs> 
Oh, no, no, no. I, I love it. I love it. Um, I, you know, um, I've been following oh. you for several years now. And um, I just love um, what you've been sharing with people. And um, I remember I wanted to order your book. And you were doing a donation drive for the, holistic, the Animal Holistic Veterinary Association. I, I'm not sure if I got it right. Yeah, the, the foundation, the uh, yeah. American Holistic yeah. Veterinary Medical Foundation. Yeah, and I remember I couldn't do it on, on Facebook because I'm in Singapore, so they don't allow us to do the donation click. And I actually emailed you, you know, um, asking, you know, um, can I order, but, you know, uh, to support you, you know, and you're really nice and you actually, and I was very touched that you actually um, um, signed the book for me, you know, so when I got it in Singapore, I was like, I was really chuffed. <laughs> well, of course, you know, because everybody who is, you know, who loves animals and who is, who is working with, you know, improving their health and, and spreading good information and everything is, is valuable. And uh, you're one of those. And, you know, I, even if it may seem that veterinarians are more out there and, and you know, more important, I don't think that's the, tr the case. I think people who are spreading the news and, and taking care of their animals and, and educating others are, you know, a huge, huge part in the, in the whole puzzle of, of the whole, you know, so we're all in this together. Yeah. So thank you so much. I feel honored, you know, that. Oh, no, that no, no. You're, no, you're, you're one of, you're actually one of my favorite vets that I follow online. <laughs> thank you. Um, could you share with our listeners, you know, um, you know, who is Dr. Odette Sutta? You know, how, you know, how, how did she become who she is today? Well, that's a good question. <laughs> I think it just sort of happened. <laughs> well, I was born in Switzerland. Um, you know, my family, we, we were kind of a little more naturally oriented. You know, we had an organic garden and everything. And my mom, um, she was from the French-speaking part of Switzerland and from a city. And we lived in the German-speaking part on the in the country. So she was sort of like the city flower transplanted into this rural community and didn't really fit in at all, um, language wise and otherwise. Um, so I always tell people I was born weird and I got weirder. <laughs> oh, I love your weird. Um, so it just started that way, you know, that I just had very unconventional parents and it just continued that way um, through my life. I've never been want to just go with um, convention with, you know, what's given. I'm always questioning things. I always want to ask or, you know, know why things are the way they are. I always want to learn more. And uh, one of my um, goals is, or my drives is, is for simplicity. Um, so that's part of what makes me me is to kind of get to the point. Um, of things. So if you're asking, if you were to ask me to tell a joke or a story, I would just give you the end. <laughs> Whereas other people are able to, you know, kind of create this whole story. I, I, that's just not my nature. So I go right to it. And that's always been how I've looked at life, how I've looked at my job, my work with the animals, um, my relationships, you know, everything. 
Um, so that's kind of what makes me me. And I studied in, uh, you know, veterinary medicine in Switzerland. Um, always asked questions there as well. My professors were not all that keen on <laughs> seeing me show up because I always came with really uncomfortable questions that they couldn't answer. And so, um, anyway, so I just you know, I continue the ex exploration. I. You know, at one point I moved to the U.S. because I wanted to just get on my own two feet, you know, a little bit get away from family and I'm still here. Um, you know, always continuing to learn and and strive to do better and, and help more and understand life more as well. I think a big part of my journey has also been to um, to find acceptance and feel more comfortable in the unknown whereas i started out always afraid that i was going to be killing somebody because i didn't know enough i mean it's that worry is still there obviously but um i have found more comfort in the unknown and i've also found that i get more answers on an intuitive level that way uh, which um you know, helps with life, finding more peace and, and such. Okay. Um, so, you know, you have studied a lot of holistic modalities as I was reading your bio. I was going, wow, she's, you know, you've, you've run the gamut from Chinese medicine. I mean, what, which one would be your, your, your signature modality if there's such a thing, you know, in, in what you're doing? Um, I mean, there are certain ones that I'm better at, you know, better um, is relative. Um, it's, it's a little hard to say signature um, because I always include several as part of the process, depending on where the animal is at, because, um, you know, we all are made of different parts. You know, we need to be able to be mobile. So chiropractic work or visceral manipulation is... Uh, and visceral manipulation, which is moving the organs around and such, is very helpful for the structure of the body, for mobility, but it also helps with functioning of the internal organs. And then um, nutrition is obviously important. Um, I also do a lot of fecal transplants to help the microbiome. Um, so there, there are a lot of things that I do, but I think if, you, if I wanted to kind of put an umbrella over that, it would I would probably call it functional medicine, uh, which is more a, an approach really than a modality in itself, um, because it, um, it it basically focuses more on restoring the function of the body, and and you know figuring out what is not functioning, why it's not functioning, and then um, helping to get it to function better. Um, I guess that would be kind of the umbrella that I would put on top of of all of the modalities, but definitely some that I'm, you know, more proficient at than others. In vet school where I'm assuming that it's conventionally trained um, and, and, you know, um, and with your unconventional um, attitude towards healthcare, your personal um, attitude, um, did you find it a huge struggle in terms of, um, you know, trying to balance what you learned in school and, and, and seeing a, a vision of what you wanted to become as a vet? I mean, 
Yeah, I mean, at the time, I definitely was struggling because there's, you know, I had to learn the conventional part to become a vet. But at the same time, I was questioning it and I had all sorts of other ideas. So I was definitely um, not in a very peaceful sort of state at the time. <laughs> but, you know, when you're in your 20s, it's like you have to go fight everything and, and question everything. Uh, I mean, that's just part of the normal phase of life, I guess. Um, but yeah, I probably was not the most pleasant to be around all the time, <laughs> depending no. on which side you were on, you know. <laughs> if you were more on the conventional side, I was fighting them. And if they were more on the alternative side, I was, you know, kind of soaking it up. But um, So how, how many years is it to, to be, um, to qualify as a vet? Because I'm not very familiar with the educational system. Um, I think it, it really depends on the country. Uh, in Switzerland, um, it's five years. In the United States, it's longer. I know it's four years for vet school, but then they have, you know, undergraduate degree as well. Um, so it's a little bit different. So um, when you when you left Switzerland and you had your veterinary degree over there, and you went to the U.S., um, did you have to go through the the vet school curriculum again from the start? No, no, no. But I had to do a lot, you know, jump through a lot of hoops and take a lot of exams. Um, to, you know, get my license here. So yeah, that was, that was a little challenging, <laughs> especially because at the time I was still very stubborn and I, I was, I was thinking that, well, I already have a degree. Why are they making me do all that? You know, who do they think they are? <laughs> you know, these Americans, do they think they're better than we are in Switzerland? You know, um, so it took me a while to get over my, you know, so how many years was that over um, in, in the U.S. before you could um, qualify to practice as a vet? Um, well, for me, it took me a couple of years to um, get my license because I, you know, had to do all the, you know, study things again and, and go through the exams and, and all of that. And I hadn't practiced in a while. So it was, you know, I, I kind of had to almost start from scratch on some level. Um, so it took me a while. but. Yeah. Did, did, you, um, did you have an idea of um, starting your own clinic um, even right from the beginning and, and how you wanted, how you envisioned your clinic to be run or, you know, how, how did you progress from as a student to where you are now, you know, in terms of running your own clinic today? Mm -hmm. What's that journey? Huh. That's a good question. Hmm. Uh. I think it's it kind of just sort of happened um and you know I've, I've gone through experiences in practice where i've worked for other people and um it's not always worked out all that well um in retrospect i think it was more because there were just too many differences in in I guess, beliefs in some on some level, um, you know, I worked for more conventional veterinarians, so that never quite worked out. Um, so I ended up, you know, eventually just having my own business, but now I'm also working at a, uh, another holistic practice uh, near me and um, it works out really well, um, you know, because we are, you know, we have colleagues who we work together. So, um, I see, I see. I enjoy both. I enjoy working by myself, 
because it's a little bit more quiet and, and such, but I also enjoy working with my colleagues because then we have interaction and, you know, we can share and, and so uh, I don't know if that really answered your question. It just, I think life just kind of brought me here. It, um, I don't know that I had a particular idea. Well, my idea back way back when was to be an equine vet and only do that. And now I, I work pretty much only with small animals. So, you know, um, it's just kind of one of these things where life just, you know, takes on a life of its own in a way. I always, I also thought that I would end up in France on a big farm with tons of animals. Well, that didn't happen either. So, you know, I think what I've learned in this journey is definitely that life is unexpected and it works better when you go with the flow than if you're trying to go against it. <laughs> <laughs> well put, well put. Thank you for listening to part one of Dr. Odette's story. Look out for part two of her interview after our launch series. Wow, I'm so thankful and grateful that you took the time to listen to this podcast. It would mean the world to me if you could subscribe, download, rate, review, and share this with others whom you care about that may enjoy it as well. Thank you, and remember to be kind to yourself and others. Have a awesome day, everyone.